Welcome to Acute Conversations, the official podcast of APTA Acute Care, where we share engaging conversations about acute care physical therapy so that you can connect to your profession. Today, our hosts, Ashley and Leah, will tag team a host of guests in this special CSM preview episode. We'll talk with the president of APTA Acute Care, Tracy Norris, CSM education co-chair, James Crick, membership chair, Colleen Bradley, and membership chair-elect, Kim Levenhagen, and then cap the episode with upcoming Oxford debate participants, Sharon Gorman and Katie Bredel. You will certainly want to listen to the end of this episode. Now, here is Ashley with our first guest, Tracy. I am here with Tracy Norris, the president of APTA Acute Care, and I'm very excited to speak with you, Tracy, about all the exciting things happening at CSM. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for the invitation. Of course, of course. Let's just start with, let's just jump right in and tell me what can our APTA acute care members or just people that work in acute care in general, what can they expect from this conference and what should they get excited about? Personally, I I love this conference. It's one of my favorite events of the year. So it's going to be action packed. We have a very busy slate between education courses, meetings with our various focus groups and SIGs, and then membership meetings. We just have so much going on. So, you know, with our, our meetings, we're going to have, um, I think all both of our SIGs will have meetings at CSM. Almost all of our focus groups will also have meetings. So those are opportunities if you're a member or if you're just interested to drop in. And that's the total joint SIG, that's residency fellowship SIG, the focus groups. I know the limb loss focus group will have a meeting and our newer group, the rehab educators, they're also going to have a focus group meeting. So really exciting times to kind of come. And then we have our big membership meeting and social. So that evening on Friday night starts with our lecture award, which very excited that Dr. Alan Lee is our recipient of that award such an expert, just a great clinician in general. So he's going to talk on kind of this post-COVID world and lessons learned in telehealth and in other other realms. And then right after that, we're going to go into our business meeting. It's a really great time to interact with our leaders in the academy. You're going to not only have the, the board of director members, but you'll have leaders from our committees, our subcommittees, task force groups. And then afterwards, we hope you stay because we're going to have a fun social right after. And then if you're someone who's interested in doing research, we're going to have a research connection kind of mixer that the people can drop in if you're a researcher or if you're a clinician and maybe connect and, and eventually collaborate on some research ideas. So I think we've got a lot of things for, for different people who have different interests. Yeah, it sounds like just a ton of variety. I mean, a chance to meet the leadership, which I think is super cool. So all these names and faces you kind of see online or in different webinars, you can actually meet them in person. And then also like the networking, that's, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of CSM is just being able to see people in person and, oh my gosh, network with people you haven't met before, but maybe you've heard about. It's going to be really, really awesome. We'll say, if I, if I don't forget, the booth is another great place to network. Oh yeah. Um, what's, what's going on at the booth? Yeah. So what we do every year is we, we really try our best to have a manned booth. So during the entirety of CSM, there should be at least one person from acute care at that booth. And really, it's a combination of volunteer members, people on our committees, leaders who are are manning that booth. So it's a really nice opportunity to meet with them. We're going to have a lot of information about the acute care residencies that exist. So I'm telling everybody, have your QR scanner ready to go because we have a ton of things available through QR codes about the residencies, our, our focus groups and SIGs volunteer opportunities. We have some giveaways. So if you like the CSM giveaways, you'll have to stop by. But it's a really nice opportunity to really understand everything we have available. We have a new lab values resource update that should be going live right around CSM. So you can go and get your QR code to find out how to get that. I love that lab values guide. Oh my gosh, that is such a great resource. I share it with everybody. I'm biased, but what I love about the newest edition is we, we definitely updated our language in their introduction. It was it was past time, but we collaborate with pediatrics this go round, and so oh. this version is the full lifespan. So, so adult pediatric. and pediatric therapist, this one's for you. Yeah, and then what I'm excited about is we always we have the big document like we've always done, but the we have the point of care document is free for members only. So that's a member benefit. 
And for those of you who aren't members listening, you can still get it, but there's just a, like a $15 fee associated with it. The big document anyone can get for free though. So that's great. That's really exciting. So I got to go back to Alan Lee for a second. Mm -hmm. If you, you have to come meet him. He is just an amazing person. He is mm -hmm. just a character that's so fun to talk to. And I got to give a shout out. He's a Duke alum. Did you say Duke? So, you oh. know, did you know that? I did not know that. How about that? I know. He actually got our Distinguished Alumni Award, I think, a few years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So come meet him. So I do want to, I want to also talk about the social that you all are having. Because it's just, I don't know, there are going to be foods, there are going to be drinks, like, it's going to be people mingling, talking. What, what happens at these? Yeah, so every every season's a little bit different based on kind of the city we're in. I don't want to give away too many details about our theme, but there is a little bit of a theme to it. But yeah, there should be some 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 food. There should also be some drinks available as well. And you know, again, this that opportunity to kind of mingle with people from various walks of life in acute care, newer leaders, more seasoned leaders. Just it's just a great opportunity. So please drop in. I, I did not know there was going to be a theme. Now I like, you have to come and find out what this mystery theme is. That's really cool. <laughs> so tell me, let's go to like uh, all the content being offered. Cause I know APT acute care has some really great sessions happening. You know, what, what are ones that our president is most looking forward to? Like, can do, are there any you want to highlight? Well, I will say about the, the content. If you've not gone to CSM before, please make sure you plan. Um, because what I usually have to do is I have to print out everything and just take a look because there's just so many great things. So I think that's going to be my challenge is what am I going to pick between each session? I, I guess if I'm thinking about research, one thing I'm excited about is our platforms have always been just awesome. Uh, but this year they have a new type of platform, which they've never had before. And that is called Science Meets Practice Platform. Mm. And so this one, the focus is getting a project completed in acute care. So a lot of people say, you know, I work in acute care. I, I just don't have the time. I have these barriers. I just can't do this. So I hear that um, so often. Yeah. yeah. So instead of like um, having the traditional platform session during that time, what they're doing instead is they're going to feature three projects that people have done and talk about how they did them like throughout the barriers. And then they're also going to have expert panel of people who have, have been published. And then, you know, if you're an attendee, you can kind of get some ideas of how you know, to remove barriers that you think you may have, how to actually get these products up and running. So I think that's a really nice session we've never had before that I think could be really great for members who are kind of nervous about research, but, but wanting to do something in that realm. Yeah, that's great. Like how to actually go and implement it and talk to some people who have done it. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. And how about you? Are you presenting anything? Anything you want to share where we can come and see you? Sure. I My disclosure is I'm on the Core Outcome Measures Task Force, which is a CPG that our academy has been working on for several years. And very excited to report that there is going to be a presentation, not only with some members of the CPG work group, but also with our KT work group. And shout out to Ashley. You are one of the KT leaders for that. Oh, stop um, it. <laughs> but, but I think that's something members have been wanting. And so I appreciate the opportunity to kind of give them an update on, on where we're at with this process and, and try to engage them because it is such a hot topic in acute care, like what outcome measures to use and, you know, can we have some type of standard that exists that could be shared with us? So that's definitely something I'll be at. And then I've been the acute care rep for a education work group and what used to be known as the ELP. And so there's been some work coming out of that group. And so that group is presenting at CSM as well. Is that the so Education just, Leadership Partnership or something like that? It used to be called, yeah, it used okay. to be called, it was disbanded. Um, okay. It was disbanded last year. And, and now the work is still being done in different ways, but that's kind of how I got involved in that group, kind of representing acute care. And then speaking of education, I mean, we have a lot of education sessions at CSM that are about education, about how to educate acute care, whether it's STEM simulation or we have a fun Oxford debate for anybody who's done the Oxford debates. Oh, um, we've highlighted that. Anyone who's interested in acute care education, there's a lot of programming on that. There's some really great ICU ones. One of them, I think Heidi Ingle is a presenter and she has a pharmacist with her. So kind of ICU and pharmacology. And I think we always appreciate when we have people outside the profession also coming in to present to us. Absolutely. Um, 
And then COVID, I mean, we haven't forgotten about COVID. And I noticed, you know, we, we have a COVID two-hour session. For those of you who you're going to stay to the end, we have it on one of our last sessions on Saturday. That's going to be great. And then, of course, we've got some other platforms and posters on COVID. There's just so many different things. And what I love about it this year is if you're interested in wound care, we've got something related to that. If you're interested in abdominal surgery patients, we've got something about that. So I do feel like we've got a lot of variety. Um, for someone who's interested in limb loss, we've got sessions related to that or PT in the emergency department. So I'm really hoping that as you come to CSM as a member, there's going to be programming that really resonates with you and that you're excited about attending. So that's one of the things I love about acute care. You know, you don't just get one thing. You get a little bit of neuro, ortho, cardio, palm, wound care, all of this variety, which is so wonderful. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you highlighting CSM and giving us some takeaways. And any last remarks before we sign off? I think the only other things I've forgotten to talk about is we are updating our website. So hopefully for CSM, you'll see a new homepage. So for those of you who listen to this podcast, you're going to get the early news about that. I guess the last thing I would challenge everybody to do who's attending CSM and our content is as you go to that content, think about one thing, one takeaway you can get out of that information and then maybe bring it back to clinic the next week. Teach your student how to do it. Show your coworkers that skill or talk to them about it. But that's how you're going to get the most out of CSM is to really think of those takeaways and then take the time the next week to actually apply it. So I agree, because when you go to CSM, you leave so rejuvenated and you're like, I can't wait to go back and try some of this stuff. And I always take the like plus one approach. Like there's so many things you could potentially go do, but just pick one and do it right away before you lose that energy and you lose that steam and motivation, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It can be overwhelming, but you know, one or two things out of each session. Yeah. And I know we have practice committee members who are awesome and in critical edge mail in the future, they will be publishing some takeaways and we will this year as well as we did last year, we will highlight some post CSM sessions and invite some of those speakers to kind of talk about their sessions. Um, but yeah, it, it just if you can just do it after CSM immediately, I think there's the impact. Otherwise, it becomes one of those things on your to-do list that maybe gets pushed aside. Yes, I agree. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. And to all our listeners, come and meet her at the booth or at one of her presentations or the business meeting or the social. She's going to be everywhere. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Ashley. All right, everyone, welcome. James Perick, who is going to be talking to us a little bit about APT Acute Care and CSM. So first of all, James, could you introduce yourself to the audience, who you are and what you do with APT Acute Care, especially in relation to CSM? Sure. Thanks, Leo. Really appreciate you having me on and really grateful for the podcast, getting kicked off and on the road here and excited to talk about CSM programming and 2023, I think it's going to be really, really excellent. So I'm up, as Leo said, I'm James Crick. I serve as a co-chair with N. Gene Wolford for the CSM Education Committee. So we're a, a subset in the Academy of Acute Care PT under the research division. And so we're, we're really, really excited about the programming. I also help with the Knowledge Translation Task Force related to the core outcome measure set. And so CSM 2023, is, it's going to be really, really great in terms of the educational programming. We're really excited for our slate of speakers. We have 27 individual education sessions in addition to three distinct platform sessions. And so whenever we're thinking about CSM, it's a a big conference, right? And so I think in terms of preparation, the number one thing is to take the time to prepare. So whether you've been there, you know, a number of times, or whether this is your first time, it really does benefit everybody who goes and attends just to take the time to go through the programming in particular, if you're going to branch out and go through the programming for several sections, it's a lot. And so it's, it becomes a, a pretty mad game of Tetris to try and figure out where you're going to go and when, but that little bit of preparation really, really pays off when you're talking about getting the the maximal educational content from what is such a, a big and diverse conference. That's hard sometimes because it's like, okay, what's the, what, what time is this section and what time is that section? And sometimes they're at the same time and you have to kind of choose which one is going to be a better bang for my buck. And That's right. Along with that, you are also 
are you also presenting or are you, because you also know our, our my co-host, Ashley, who worked with her extensively. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Ashley's great. She is the co-chair for the Knowledge Translation Task Force in the Academy, along with Hallie Zelaznik. And so we're, we're really trying to pick up the baton where, where Kirby Mayer and his team are passing it along related to the core outcome measure set. So that's something that we're really excited about. I am presenting actually not in acute care in research. So we're going to be talking about the application of everything that you've learned at CSM, how utilizing quality improvement and implementation science frameworks, how do we meaningfully translate that into clinics? And so a group from our lab here at Ohio State, we're really excited to, to talk about that, giving case examples from acute care all the way through the outpatient setting. That's great. So actually real world application, taking all this knowledge and actually making it real. I think sometimes people, they go to these therapists, they'll go to these, uh, these conferences and they come back on, we're kind of riding this, this high, this wave. And how do you really make this implementation? How do we take it and, and help it, you know, use it to kind of better our patients, which is cool. Well, well said. I think that's the, that's the challenge, you know, as somebody who's been to a number of CSMs, it's, it's drinking from a fire hose, right? Where you, you get so much great content and you're wondering, man, well, you know, I get back to the clinic on Monday, whether that's your, your hospital or your rehab clinic or your outpatient setting. And you say, well, how do I do that. You know, the, the context is different and there's a lot of different barriers and facilitators. And so utilizing the evidence, how do we meaningfully translate that so that our patients do get this, this top level of care? Awesome. Awesome. James, can you talk about maybe one or two things that you're looking most forward to in preparation for CSM? Sure. Yeah. There's, you know, I'm going to stick in, in acute care, obviously given our audience here, but boy, I'm really, really excited for, for a couple of things. First, I've got to put a plug in for on Friday evening, the annual acute care lecture award is going to be presented Alan Lee. And the, the title of that is ongoing lessons from the global pandemic telehealth DEI in pursuit of that. So Dr. Lee is, I think, going to really, really hit this one out of the park with the lecture award. And then following that is the, the typical business meeting and social. So there'll be some awards given and it's a great opportunity just to meet the folks who are helping to, to press the academy along. You know, the, the board for the most part will be there in addition to a lot of the clinicians, the researchers, operational leaders. It's just, it's a great opportunity to, and then I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, every year, I think everybody looks forward to the, the Mary McMillan lecture. So um, ED Fieldfoot is going to be presenting a lecture talking about how we leverage specialized knowledge and skills to propel the evolution of physical therapist practice towards greater precision. So I think that's going to be going to be really, really well worth trying to make. That's Wednesday evening. So for those who arrive by Wednesday, that'll be one to check out for sure. And if not, then it's always recorded and available as well. That's awesome. You know, I think a huge thing that you mentioned was the networking. I mean, I feel, first of all, the world of PT in and of itself as a profession is small. And then now we're talking about acute care is an even smaller world instead of like three degrees of separation, you're down to two degrees of separation. The networking is amazing in terms of the people that you meet. Just talking with you, finding out your history and relations at Kentucky and Kirby is from Kentucky. And just these people, I'm in Illinois, but I visit Kentucky quite often. It's kind of cool how you build these relationships and create these possibilities with these networks and these relationships that who knows down the line, you might be collaborating on a project. You might be inviting somebody on a podcast, which hopefully we'll see you in the future for a full length episode with you and Ashley. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I would be happy to join for that. But boy, you said it, Leo, it's CSM is such a unique opportunity for, for students through newer clinicians and for everybody that has experience as well. Just to, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun because you can go from an educational session presented by some of the, the leaders of research in our field and you walk with them over to the platforms and you sit right next to them and you can have conversations off the cuff about, you know, where are we going from here? Obviously the, the presentations are always fairly polished, but then you can really get an idea of just by having some of those conversations about what it is that, that goes into maybe the research or Maybe you're more interested in systems thinking and operational excellence. And so we have leaders of the field that will be both presenting and partaking in having some of those conversations as well. Another thing to mention is on Thursday evening at 630, the Research Connections Networking event will be ongoing as well. And that's something that was kicked off the last year or two. It was really, really well attended. So even if you're not ready to ready or wanting to be really, really involved in research, it's a great opportunity, again, just to, to connect with people that are in the academy, making this, this really broad national organization and to expand your personal and professional network. So I've, I've found great value in that. Awesome. James, thank you so much, man. We'll see you in San Diego. You take All care. Right. Look forward to it. Thanks, Leo. Okay, everyone in our audience, I want to introduce to you our 
outgoing membership chair, Colleen, and our incoming membership chair, Kim Levenhagen. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, first of all, what are your roles, not only with, with being the membership chair, but also some of your other roles maybe that you have within APT Acute Care, and maybe some roles that you might have at CSM? From a global perspective within the acute care section, mem the membership chair is the person we're like frontline with the memberships. We're kind of responsible to be the ears of the section to kind of give back to, you know, the practice committee or the CPG committee or our president, vice president, mm -hmm. uh, what it is the members are asking about. What are they saying? What are they asking about? What's on their mind? What's important to them? So we're the people that in our, in my, in our committees, our committee, just to trying to get the pulse of what is it do people want? What would, what would make, what would make their membership worthwhile? Like, what are they looking for? So, and then specifically within CSM, we're responsible for working within the booth in the exhibit hall. And then also we run the membership party after the lecture award on um, Friday night. Okay. Very cool. And so for those of you that know that don't know, our exhibit hall booth, or our booth will be in the exhibit hall, and then we're booth number 1728. So please stop by our booth. Those of you that are going to be in CSM and will be visiting us, uh, come by and say hi. Yeah, and we're typically, even if you like don't know booth number, we're typically right around the APTA's big booth. So their big sign will be up, and there, and like you can usually follow around. We usually have a prime corner location given mm -hmm. the acute care section. We're usually the booth that's making the most amount of noise because of all of our laughter and jokes because we're we're pretty funny. We have lots of, a lot of good characters within APT acute care. So if you hear the laughter, it's probably our booth that's uh, around the corner there. That is absolutely the truth. We, uh, I mean, I can't speak for all the sections, but I think one of the things that has drawn me to be the, the membership chair and to be so involved in the organization is just the people in the section that are active um, mm -hmm. And as the membership chair, the people that I've gotten to meet, like, you know, the conversations I've had with students and the conversations with other members and with other people who are more active, the speakers, you can also come by the booth and probably speak to one of the speakers that just gave their right. lecture because everyone stops by and lots of selfies are taken. So, and it's such a great experience to be at CSM and again, like meeting speakers and meeting leaders in the field. And we're all, it always just boggles my mind that this whole area is just you know, all these PTs from across the nation that are meeting to be able to meet and learn and to grow and, and develop. It's a great experience. I guess. Well, and the other thing is to hear there's, there's some part where there's some frustrating things in our, in our profession. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at this meeting, you find the people who are finding those solutions and you get to sometimes talk to them. Mm -hmm. directly, And then you also get to hear maybe some issues that other people are having that mm -hmm. we're not having yet. You, like I commonly, like it used to, they used to talk about how like things rolled from the West coast. Cause I'm on the East coast, mm -hmm. so, like things that, that were prob that were going to be an issue, like with coverage or insurance or mm -hmm. whatever the local trend was, you, you kind of hear it. And like I said, that people are starting people that are really good at problem solving. I've already kind of lay that groundwork for you. So you can go back to your company and say, look, we really need to start looking at this now. Mm -hmm because this is down the road in some manner for us. So we, I feel I felt more prepared over the years. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Kim, I know that you're presenting at CSM a couple days, multiple days, is that correct? I am, so I am presenting on Thursday and Friday, so I, or Friday and Saturday, I'm sorry, at 8 a.m. So who doesn't like the coveted 8 a.m. time? Rikulin, <laughs> <laughs> what are you presenting on? So the first one is going to be on dual tasking. Okay. So thinking about incorporating dual tasking as an outcome in acute care. So thinking mm -hmm. about the cognitive time up and go. And so mm -hmm. how you can implement it into your practice. So going back to what Colleen said, it's like thinking about ways of different practice. And I'm pulling in a person from the Academy of Neurology who's coming in and doing the presentation with us, as well as individual from Cleveland Clinic who I had not met before. We started putting this presentation together. And then the second one I'm doing with Jamie Dyson and Karen Bach on pressure injuries. So not leaving a mark in ICU. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Was that title Jamie's? Uh, Jamie's title, it not leaving is a mark. One hundred percent, Jamie. <laughs> so, although with, that's the G version, 
I'm okay. not going to give you his original version. So. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's a rated R version of the of the title, possibly. Who knows? There, there possibly <laughs> could be. And I said, no, there will be children involved. So, <laughs> Shout out to Jamie Dyson for his wonderful job of coming up with great ideas for titles for his different speeches or different lectures. In preparation for CSM, is there anything that you would want our audience members to know? I think one of the big things is to come on Friday night. Our lecturer award, um, his bio speaks for itself, but he's a very dynamic speaker. They're always really good, really thought provoking lectures that really make you think about where we've come from, where we're going. And they're usually very, for me, they're very motivational to help me with being excited about what I do in the day to day and the things that we can do for patients when you get kind of stuck maybe sometimes, you know, and mm -hmm. then after, cause then after that is our social. So you get to actually spend time and talk to, and it will be the leaders. There's people that are presenting our board members will all be present. There'll be a DJ karaoke and uh, come and have some fun because they're the, the Q care really does love the karaoke. So <laughs> some people, I, I used to joke that people pay me not to sing and they wanted me to sing. And then I got up there and one of the members of our committee actually hit me because I was off tune. And I said, I don't know what you thought. I told you I wasn't a good singer. You made me come up here. It's all on you, you know, type thing. But, but there was a lot of people that really had a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm hoping, and that was in our, I'll say the last big CSM <laughs> before, you know, before COVID. Yes. Yes. Well, last year, I think our speaker was Kristen Greenwood and she had a really excellent talk about fearless. I think it was being fearless or fearless leadership. So she had a really good one. And this year, I think it's Dr. I forget is Dr. Allen. It's I Alan met Lee. him. Yes. Yes. And I met him last year. Yeah. I remember he received the award last year. Now he's the guest speaker. And, yeah. and, again, and I, and forward. I have listened to so many of his lectures over the year. He's such a good presenter. Awesome, yeah. He awesome. uh, is a pioneer really in telehealth. And so when COVID happened and we were all pivoting to telehealth. He was just very instrumental in providing leadership in that area of practice. And I'm interested because his talk is also, the, the title of his talk is Ongoing Lessons from the Global Pandemic, mm -hmm. um, Telehealth, DEI, and Pursuit of Excellence. And so I think as we come and reemerge, you know, as our partnership, I mean, it was last time that we were all together full force was Denver really. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be fun to have that atmosphere again. I think that, you know, we're celebrating the 50th year of the PT pack and there'll be a diversity party on Thursday night. So there's lots of things to do at CSM. And one of the things that Colleen's membership group that has been really important is looking at all the wonderful people that are in our academy and there will be award ceremony during this celebration as well. Mm -hmm. So honoring those leaders in education and um, announcing next year's speaker as well. So mm -hmm. not only will you get a chance to listen to Colleen sing, but you can sing the praises of others. There we go. There we go. If you've never been to CSM before, I think that if, if you want to say what to prepare for is really go online and see what's available. See, like see the social events, see, see this coursework, kind of map it out because some of the courses are at the, at the Hilton and some are at the convention center and they're not, I mean, it's not that they're far apart, but they're mm -hmm. also not close. So really planning ahead of time. And I'm going to plug for making sure that there's time to come in and, and do the exhibit hall. One, because all the sections are there, not just ours, all the sections are there so you can talk to them. The APTA has a booth, but also because those vendors are a big part of what's new out there. You can find the latest in innovation, the latest in books, you know, like I love spending time with the publishers and seeing what, what's out there and who's written the book and whatnot. And because a lot of people come to our booth and like right around the pandemic, especially too. Like mm -hmm. I, I've been doing this type of therapy and I'm, I'm now I'm moving and I'm thinking I'm going to do a Q care. What do you recommend? So like, mm -hmm. I feel like I got to be up on like what, you know, what's out there to recommend and stuff. So come shop. Yeah. And I think the reason I am plugging the practice committee too, is what we'll have at the booth. We're going to do a lot of where you can do screenshots of 
um, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the little squares that you can take pictures of. Oh, and the, the QR code, you're talking about the QR, QR code. QR codes, yes. yes. That's how I date myself. So <laughs> QR codes, we'll have those available. But the fun thing is, is that we updated the lab value document mm -hmm. with the practice mm -hmm. committee. And so we'll have that debut at CSM as well. And we'll also have the blood pressure. Yes, the vital sign. The vital sign response. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's also been that's also been verified and published. Yeah, there's some other exciting things that are going on with I know a lot of people want to talk about the certification, you know, this the acute care specialty certification information will be out with a good QR code so that you can find out what the next steps are, where we are in the process, where we still have to go. All of that information will be at the booth also. Absolutely. Shout out to uh Morgan and Rodalyn, part of the practice committee, they're heading our practice committee that helped um coordinate putting that together and I know Kim and you you know you're you're instrumental too and in putting all these things together all these things that happen behind the scenes that most people don't know about so thank you to everyone that's been a part of it are there a couple other things that you are looking forward to at CSM I was just going to say that if you're looking to get involved it's also another really good reason to come to, to come down to the exhibit hall if you have an inkling of wanting to do a little bit more if like you're at a point in your in your life where you see that you want to give a little bit more of your, you want to give back a little to, mm -hmm. you know, in my world, the profession that, that has given me so much joy and fulfillment. This part of the reason I do this is because I feel like it's given me so much that I feel like I need to give back more. I look at it more as the people that are up and coming. Like so many people are there for me to help mm -hmm. me grow. I feel like I need to be there to help the next person grow. And that's why I do it. But but everybody has their own reason. And if you're interested at all, like you can find out all the communities we have, all the, you know, the, the CPGs that they're working on, what the practice committee is working on, mm -hmm. what our mm -hmm. projects are. And it, and each of them have a different time commitment. And everybody who works within the board understands that everybody has a life and a commitment. So it's as little as you want to give, as much as you want to give, but you can come find out and do that a little bit more so that you can be part of the change. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a testament to that. I just remember meeting Kim over at a continuing education seminar. It was both, it was Kim, it was Jamie Dyson. It was, uh, James Tompkins, yeah, James Tompkins and Tracy. And yeah. Because and I remember still being a relatively novice clinician and, and meeting you all. It was about lab values. And since then it's just been opportunities that have just been helped set up by, by some of these great people that I've met through APT IQ care. So Thanks again uh, for all you people that, that I had just mentioned. Yeah, isn't it true? I mean, the networking piece of it is just so much fun. And I have several friends. The only time I see them is once a year at CSM. And so mm -hmm. I always call mm -hmm. it same time next year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's we pick up right where we left yes. off, you know? And, like, and it's just, you know, you ask like, what is your favorite part about CSM? I think it's probably the five o'clock when all the, the exhibit hall shuts down and you're meeting with your family and you're, or not meeting with your family, you're well, oh, there you are, your ABTA family, your yeah, acute yeah. care family and having a few cocktails and just talking about the world. And so yes. I yes. think that is the networking piece is probably my most favorite part. Absolutely. And if you're going to do three things, I would say download the app, make sure you have comfortable shoes. Cause as Colleen mentioned, you will make at least you think you have a long walking day at an acute care hospital. CSM's <laughs> got nothing on that. Get your steps then, in. <laughs> yeah, it is unbelievable. And then the other thing is, is bring a water bottle. Yes. Uh, um, yes absolutely. So, especially in San Diego. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I vital. think that's the key. If something's really important to you, you really not need to be there a little early. You got to make sure that you're there at least 15, 20 minutes ahead of time in order to get a seat because some things close out and, and they do not. And sometimes they have like um, overflow areas, but not always. Gotcha. One last question, since I'm talking to both the incoming and outgoing membership chairs, what's, what are some of the reasons to be part of APT Acute Care? Well, you know what? I think it challenges you. I think, especially if you're in the trenches all day, it challenges you to look at the objective data to get a better outcome for your patients with, I'm going to say not more work, like to work smarter and not harder. And mm -hmm. you, know, you get to hear the ideas. You get to be part of the ideas. You get to be part of the research. If you're a member, you can do as little or as much time as you want to give us. And we're happy for anything, but also ideas maybe that you can grow and be better. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. you get all of that by just take buying someone a beer. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I like that challenge piece that you mentioned, Colleen. I think that's so important. And the beauty of belonging, I mentioned that it's the family, the Academy of Acute Care is it's really a family mm -hmm. and you have familiar faces so that when you like need, you're in different seasons of your life and you need that little boost that you were talking about. You have those familiar faces or you can just reach out to them and go, hey, what's up? Or, And the beauty about belonging to the APTA is we all recognize, as Colleen has mentioned, that you have periods of time where you have children or maybe you have events that you have to or an ill parent. You just come in and go out whenever you can. And mm -hmm. but we're all still there for one another to help build each other up and I think if COVID has taught us one thing, it is that we are a family and we are meant to, we are meant to be better together than apart. So I think we Academy of Acute Care does that better than any other academy, and I'm willing to thank you that loud and proud. So I, and I absolutely agree with that. So, everyone, thank you for joining us today, and people in our audience. Hopefully, you'll see us at CSM or hear hear about CSM. Thank you, Kim and Colleen. If you see us in San Diego, please stop by, say hi, stop by the booth. Thanks, okay. everyone. Thank you. Thank see you. you. See you at CSM. Welcome, Sharon. We are happy to have you on the podcast. I am very excited to be here. So this is like our CSM pregame podcast that we're highlighting different things. So you are part of a very exciting Oxford debate. Can you please tell us about that? So I'm really excited that this proposal for an Oxford-style debate was accepted. First of all, if you don't know Oxford-style debates, please don't let the word debate make you think this is going to be some dry, stuffy thing. Or if you've seen like forensic debates and documentaries where it's like we're trying to talk super fast and make all these points. Oxford-style debates are nothing like that. They're intended to be fun and have some audience participation. So one of the things we do in an Oxford-style debate is we kind of ask the audience, don't get glued to your seat and change sides of the room so everyone on the debate panel can kind of know where the crowd is thinking that they appreciate arguments. So there's a lot of moving around if you want to do that. It's okay if you don't. Also... I can tell you, I, I can I can speak for experience and knowledge for my team. We definitely have a theme and we are going all out. Like we have costumes, we have props, we have walk-on music. Like Okay. As a former actress, I am loving this and I am I am geared up and excited for it. So what is the title? What are what are you gonna be debating? So the proposition for this debate for this year was should simulation hours count towards clinical education and, and you're on, to be on the pro team and i need to give a shout out for my other two pro team members daniel dale from mercer college and aaron thomas from the ohio state university we are going to be the awesome pro team arguing for simulation and then there is a con team and i'm not going to talk about this people. no you don't have to you don't yes. have to so not a some of the thing that's with this debate is there's going to be some trash talking. There's going to be. I was some just going to say, you, India, there's been trash talking on email. There'll be trash talking before the debate happens on Thursday at 11. Well, you know, you can use this opportunity to go ahead and trash talk a little. So what do you have to say, Sharon? So I just I need to say that our team has worked really hard to have a cohesive theme. And to represent that, not only in our costumes and our props, but in all of our arguments. We have involved some of our students to help us out with some of our arguments. We are looking forward to the debate. The other exciting thing about an Oxford-style debate is there is actually a question and answer period for the audience. So the audience can get involved by asking questions and or potentially asking questions in a way that Trish talks one of the teams. Okay, so for those of you listening, if you want to participate, please show up. I have been to one Oxford debate before. I think, didn't I used to have this as a regular part of ELC? It, yeah, or, ELC does them. And then when yeah. we used to have that next conference, they have yes. well. So when I remember, the group of us that are on this debate panel, like all of the two sides and our moderator, 
we we were hanging out at the acute care booth at CSM last year, and we were sad that there was no debate. And we basically kind of came up with the just the start of the idea at at that you know, hanging out at the booth in the exhibit hall at CSM, and that's how this started. Well, I think this is going to be fantastic for anyone who has not been to an Oxford debate before. You have to come because it is so exciting. Like I loved it. At first, I was kind of nervous when I went to my first one, like, oh, do I get up and walk? And then everybody's going to look at me and know what side I'm on. But it really is meant to be a fun thing. And then once you get into it, you're really like, oh, that was a good argument. I'm going over here. Oh, that was really good. I'm going back over here. And it was there, a lot of fun. Cheering, there's jeering, there's clapping, there's booing. Yeah, the one I went to, I think at ELC was like something about dress code. It was something about a dress code. I can't remember. Do you remember that one? I was not there for that one. I okay. was involved in one of the ELC ones one year. It was also a simulation type theme. And we all dressed up like Star Trek characters. And I got to be Captain Kirk. Lifelong dream. Got to be Captain Kirk. This is going to be fantastic. And I just want to say I want in on this next year if we do another one. Because I, I would love this. I would eat it up. So Sharon, I mean, I, I, I did a little Google search of you on the programming. And you're kind of a big deal at CSN this year. You're doing a lot. Is there a couple of things you would like to highlight of the many, many things you're presenting? Besides the Oxford debate, which is actually the thing I, I have to admit I'm the most excited about. I have to actually make sure I don't overwork on that and work equally as hard on my other presentations. <laughs> there is something, and I know it's Friday morning at 8 a.m., but it's a great presentation with some acute care colleagues called Gain a Superpower. And we're going to talk about different ways that three different DPT programs that have very different curricula and very different kind of basic philosophies use different techniques in COVID and now after COVID to kind of keep slash improve slash fill in and try and rework our acute care content in different ways. So if you're an educator at all or even a clinician who takes students, you might find that interesting just like some of the ideas that we all had and tried and what worked and what didn't work. And I think that's going to be a fun one. Also great theme because we're using the theme of superpowers throughout our entire presentation. So. And who doesn't want a superpower? You know, so if, if you, you can get in on the DC versus Marvel feud and like. <laughs> Um, early in the morning on Friday. I'm sad I can't. I do have to give a giant shout out to one of my um, research partners. I've been doing some collaborative research with Spalding Rehab Hospital in Boston, and we have a poster for our latest research project that's going to be on Friday at 1 p.m. in the exhibit hall, number 2007. <laughs> Stop on by and visit us and learn about the function and sitting test and how it was used to look at different outcomes for people with brain injury and stroke in inpatient rehab. That sounds really interesting. And I'm really impressed that you know the number of your poster. I have a poster. I have no idea what the number is. I had a horrible nightmare the other night that I was wandering around like, you know, in my in my nightmare, the exhibit hall was huge. And I'm wandering around carrying a poster and I didn't know where to go. <laughs> so I'm sure I looked that up the other day. There, there are a lot of posters. I mean, no joke. And I'm really sad I can't go to your Friday at 8 a.m. one because I'm also presenting at the I'm time. I wanted to go to your talk. I know. So can we like share notes with each other? Because I, we should catch up at the social on Friday yes. evening and we'll exchange notes. And you can teach me what you taught everyone and I'll teach you what I taught everyone. That sounds amazing. Over a drink or something. I love it. Do you, do you want to tell people about the social? Yeah, I was going to say the business meeting and social, and I really need to highlight this as a past president of APTA, the business meeting. We try to provide mostly updates and keep the business part very short and sweet so that, you know, people who, whose joy in life isn't sitting through another meeting can get to the social part. So please stop by. We always have bites to eat. We always have a bar. You can meet people on the board, learn what's going on, figure out if you want to get involved in something, meet other people who work in acute care, because sometimes that's hard, depending on where you work, especially if you're a clinician or even if you're an educator, you might be the only acute care person on your faculty. Come and meet a bunch of other people who love acute care. And that's Friday evening, I think 7.30 to 7.30 until they kick us out of the room where we run out of food. Well, that's one thing I do love about CSM is being able to network and 
put faces to names that you may have never met before, but you've definitely heard of them. So thank you so much for coming on today. Any last words before um, CSM? The simulation team is going to kick the other team's rear end out of the door. They're going to be in a crying little heap in a pile on the floor going, wow, they sure whooped us good. So come by and see that. It'll be I, fun. 11 a.m. Thursday. I will be there and I'm going to leave us with that trash talk. Excellent. All right. Bye, Sharon. Bye-bye. All right, everyone in our audience, let me introduce the other side of the debate. Again, for the Oxford debate, this is the side that is against simulation being used for clinical education. Representing her team, let me introduce Katie Brito, reigning, defending, APTA, IPTA, CSM, CSS, uh, delegate, what other, what other accolades can I give you, Katie? She is a physical therapist in Illinois, Northwestern University, or Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest, acute care physical therapist. She's going to be representing the con against simulation. And we do know what Sharon Gorman, the other side, has to say. She said, Katie, these are her words verbatim, that the simulation team is going to kick the other team's rear end. She said, you're going to be crying at the end of the simulation. I told her that you surgically had your tear ducts removed so that you can't cry to show no emotion. So what do you have to say to that? What's your response, Katie Brito? Well, my response to Sharon is it takes a crybaby to know a crybaby, number one. I hope that she's brought her students' exams to dry up her tears when she loses this debate. And, you know, Leo, in, in all good fun things, you know, this is going to be a really fun experience to be bringing this back for the organization. I, you know, I know Sharon talked about it a little bit and said that, you know, we haven't had an Oxford debate in a while, you know, it was traditionally part of other conferences. The last one I went to was at Next when Next was in Chicago, but we don't have that anymore. So the last CSM down in San Antonio, we we're all freezing our butts off because mm -hmm. let's go somewhere warm. But unfortunately, Leo, you and I brought Chicago winter, yeah, we did. winter weather with us. <laughs> so um, hopefully we don't have that problem coming forward in San Diego. But we were sitting at the APTA acute care booth, just kind of shooting ideas around. Sharon was giving some of, some of us advice about how to present at CSM, how to get a, an idea accepted. And, you know, she's like, you got to do something unique, something that hasn't been done before, something that's going to grab their eye, you know, and the topic of Oxford debate brought up, I think I said something to the effect of, you know, they don't do it anymore because next isn't around. And mm -hmm back and forth conversation are like, okay, well, what should our topic be? And, you know, Sharon's the one who came up with the topic idea. Um, granted, she is an expert in that area, having recently published a paper on that mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. But just because she's published with that opinion does not mean her opinion is correct. Oh, there we and, go. And uh, in true Oxford debate fashion, we will be expecting everyone to get up and move. Mm -hmm. Some of our some of our audience members may have to duck and cover to avoid the splash zone. <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be a fun time. It it should be. It it should definitely be a fun time. Trash talk is a healthy part of the whole process, and <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting. We definitely have props. We have costumes as well, and like I said, you know. People who are going to be in the first two rows, you may want to bring a poncho for yourselves. <laughs> Just let you know, everyone, that actually Conor McGregor was coached by Katie Brito in terms of trash talking. So we've got the guru in the house. So whether she's got valid arguments or not, her trash talk game is a triple plus certified platinum gold. Isn't that right, Dr. Brito? Something like that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just... It's all letters and titles, and mm -hmm. who really cares at this point anymore when you've got enough of them? 
when you're ready to throw down, you're ready to throw down. Those letters and titles don't mean anything. I mm -hmm. heard though that she's got costumes that's supposed to help aid in her uh, side of the argument. Do you have any rebuttal for that? They can dress up however they want, as long as it makes them feel comfortable to support them in their emotional distress when they lose. <laughs> you know, maybe, wait, are they bringing weighted blankets? Are they wearing <laughs> weighted blankets on stage? Because that's what they're going to need. To help them soothe <laughs> through the amount of trauma you're going to cause? <laughs> then they're going to have maybe, to talk maybe to Maybe in true acute care fashion, we'll bring a heater with us and we'll give them nice warm blankets afterwards. There we go. That's a great idea. Maybe some warm juice. blankets, <laughs> an apple juice, some saltine crackers. crackers. Always, you always have crackers. I'd, I'd give them some peanut butter, but a lot of places are out of peanut butter. So uh, sorry. True. But then we should make the, the apple juice thicken just for fun. We should give them thickened apple juice. Honey thick? <laughs> for, the, for the losing team, for the debate. Well, and then as a as a side, we'll give them a vanilla boost as a milkshake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll help them up because all the energy they're going to lose after being trounced by yeah. your team. I see yeah, some recovery. I mean, it'll. I, I'm glad there'll be a lot of people there to witness because they will need to talk through their experience with the members of the audience in order to recover. Excellent. Any other th things that you're looking forward to in terms of CSM? Also, because you're part of APT Acute Care as one of the delegates, anything else that you're looking forward to outside of the debate? I think first and foremost, I think I say this every year, is I, I really enjoy, at this stage of my career, the courses are great, but it's really great to see people that I don't get to see in person very often because I spend, you know, a couple times a month on various Zoom calls. I see people's faces. I hear people's voices, but I really don't get to see their faces in person a lot anymore. The same could be said for my coworkers because we wear masks all day. So I haven't seen their faces in almost three years now at this point. Mm -hmm. Don't even know what some of them look like anymore. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to see people and, you know, even to see you, Leo, because we live maybe like, what, an hour from each other because you're in the city and mm -hmm. I don't, I think I only see you at CSM every right. year. Right. <laughs> the busy lives of, of clinicians. Well, yes. So just to let everyone know, again, the name of the debate, the debate topic is, should simulation hours count? towards acute care clinical education. That's our Oxford debate. It's going to be on Thursday, 224, 11 a.m. And again, Katie is going to be part of the, uh, the against team, against using simulation account for clinical education hours. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the fresh, fresh face of acute care, Katie Brito, challenging Sharon Gorman. We'll see you there. Make sure that you're there. It's gonna be awesome. Thanks everyone. We would like to thank Tracy, James, Colleen, Kim, Sharon, and Katie for joining us today. Acute Conversations is the official podcast of APTA Acute Care. It is hosted by Leo Argulis and Ashley Poole. Executive produced by Katie Brito and Edward Mathis. Music by Alexia Action from Pixabay. Sound effects also from Pixabay. For more information about APTA Acute Care, please go to aptaacutecare.org. And be sure to check out our show notes for links and resources from the Academy. If you found value from our podcast, please be sure to subscribe, follow, and share with your friends and colleagues. Join us in two weeks for a post-CSM wrap. Thank you for listening, and may your shoes and scrubs stay clean today.